Hi, um, this is Tanya Adams with iGirl Tech News, and today my guest is Ginny Q. Ta. And Ginny is the founder uh, and CEO of Squeaky.com. Welcome, Ginny. Hey, Tanya. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Great. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, first of all, I want I want to ask, can you tell us about Squeaky? Squeaky is uh, the first of its kind social networking. Um, networking, not networking. Uh, mm -hmm. We are the innovators behind uh, the term social networking. Uh, Squeaky gives individuals, uh, businesses, celebrities, politicians, nonprofit, the ability to monetize their profiles in unprecedented ways. Uh, Squeaky offers features similar to YouTube, Instagram, crowdfunding, emails, e-commerce like eBay, Amazon, to even deals and coupons, fundraising. We've actually just launched um, uh, a couple more features like stock photos, events, and jobs where employers can seek out employees and uh, job seekers can post their revenues. I mean, their resumes, everything is for free. We're literally the Swiss knife of social networking platform with one login, one password, a user can access to all of these features under one roof. So we're one of a kind. Wow, that sounds wonderful. Um, how did you come up with the idea for Squeaky? Well, um, prior to Squeaky, I was on Wall Street for about 18 years. I started out very early. Uh, hopefully, I don't look too old. Um, but I, while I was on Wall Street, uh, I have always been interested in tech. Um, some of my biggest profits for myself and for clients are always in tech stocks such as Intel, AMD, Rambus, uh, Qualcomm, to even some dot-coms, even Amazon and eBay, um, and software and PCs like Microsoft and Dell computers. Um, then around 2010, the year 2010 I believe, a couple of friends of mine invited me to check out a few social networking sites. And then uh, after using them for about a few months, I realized that there were a lot of things missing. There was a lot of missing links to them. Uh, users were hopping from one site to the next. Again, if they wanted to do videos, they'll go to YouTube. They wanted to do uh, socializing, it would be Facebook. They wanted to buy, sell something, then they will go to Amazon and eBay. They wanted to crowdfunding, they would go to Kickstarter, etc., etc. Um, and for ex another example would be one of my favorite sharks on the the hot show ABC uh, network uh, Shark Tank is a billionaire Mark Cuban um, and I noticed if I'm not mistaken Mr. Cuban has a Facebook account and his uh, username is all spelled out Mark Cuban then if you go if you follow him on Twitter or Instagram it's actually M Cuban okay so there's a difference there and then if Mr. Cuban has an account with Amazon and eBay it's probably different if he has an email address it's probably different um, and if he even's gonna if he crowdfunding which I don't think so he's a billionaire uh, it will probably be different so to me I believe that that's a problem or at least one of the major problems so I went out to try to resolve it uh, by getting all of these best features 
um, widely used by everyone, combine them all under one roof using one ID, one password, and then from there, as you utilize all of these features, you can monetize it as well and make some money for yourself. That's great because I know I have different identities everywhere too, and it would be great to have them all in one place. And yes. This is, this is good for individuals and for businesses and for everyone, correct? Everyone. That is correct. That's great. Celebrities, uh, politicians, we welcome them all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you talk a little about what you what you did before Squeaky? I know you talked about Wall Street. I started out very early when I was 18 or 19. Um, I started out just being like a new accounts clerk at uh, Shearson Lehman Brothers, which now after uh, a ton of mergers, they're now Smith Barney. So I started out very early. Um, you know, then again, as I've mentioned, I've always specialized in uh, in uh, technology stocks. Um, immediately right before Squeaky, um, I was the founder and CEO of two broker-dealers. Um, I launched the first one when I was just 25 um, years old. Uh, my firm managed over a quarter of a billion dollars of uh, assets under management. Um, I was raised as a welfare child by a single mom. And I became a self-made millionaire uh, when I was 27. So I think that's a pretty uh, good accomplishment. I'm, I'm very blessed. That is. That is so inspirational as well. And me being a single mom, I, I love hearing that. <laughs> that's yes. wonderful. Okay. Um, so what, um, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned by starting your own business? And you've done that a couple of times now. So. Yes, mm -hmm. Squeaky would be my third, and like they said, you know, third is the charm. Um, the biggest lesson of all, um, I believe, is success does not come overnight. When I when I go around telling my stories, it just sounds so easy. Everybody thinks, oh my gosh, you know, it's like a walk in the park. But uh, what they don't know is it takes a lot of long hours. I mean, even to today, running Squeaky. Um, there are nights when I would be starting to go to sleep like around 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. And then I will be having a conference call at 7 a.m. So just two hours of sleep. Um, you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of patience, a lot of endurance. And one thing I believe is most important is you have to stand firm on your own belief. Um, a lot of people around you, are going to dictate or going to uh, they sort of say advise you and take you to many different directions and I believe that if an entrepreneur or an inventor an innovator spend the time doing what others are telling you you're gonna lose track of who you are you're gonna lose track of the core you what makes you that person who invented that thing so you need to stick to yourself, believe in yourself. Um, it was you who invented it, um, you know, thought about it. And so you should take what you have and run with it. I think that's wonderful advice. That's great. Um, what personality traits do you think are important to be successful entrepreneur? Well, there are many, many, many. Um, I've had many successful entrepreneurs friends or I know a lot as well 
Um, and to be frank, a lot of them are very arrogant. They are very rude um, to the point uh, sometimes I've witnessed that they even bully their own team members, which I find it is extremely unnecessary uh, because successful entrepreneurs are supposed to be leaders. And leaders need to be role models for the next generations. Um, a leader can be strong, uh, but not necessarily should you be rude. A leader can be proud of yourself. I am very proud, but you do not need to be arrogant. Um, the same as being kind, treating your employees, treating your business partners, um, you know, by being kind does not mean that you are weak. So being bold to the extent of not being a bully. Those are all the core beliefs that I believe uh, when I ran my first two companies and right now with my third one is Squeaky. That's great. I've, you know, I've seen the arrogant entrepreneur who bullies their, their employees. When I was very young, I worked at a place for a very famous person who, who um, had a great business that's very well known and he was a big bully. <laughs> Wow. I remember I remember that and you're right. I mean, when you are a role model and you're kind like that as well, um you get a lot of loyalty from your employees as well and they love helping you succeed and being part of the whole thing. To to comment on what you've said, um you know, I mean, I think if I were to be a man and if I were to be kind, um mm -hmm. then 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 you know, it it it, it people take it better but sometimes it's even more difficult when you are a woman leader and you're being kind then people would always say oh she's a weak leader um, that's not necessarily true and then you know but again that's that's a different topic but um, you know m like like what you've mentioned is is a lot of leaders because they they've gotten to that level uh, they're they're very uh, you know they say that they're bossy but uh, sometimes they don't even see themselves of being arrogant which is exactly what you were saying because if women women do come off being a little bit weak sometimes if they're too too nice so how is it to walk how do you walk that line where you're you're confident and assertive but you're not considered a big B you know right <laughs> or, I got you. or I got too you. too weak I mean how do you, as a woman do you do you navigate that? Well, you know, in my personal experience, there are just basically two areas. Um, one area would be when you sit in a board, or when you're sitting in a meeting, when you're making a deal, okay? You are that woman surrounded by all of these men. Probably you're the only woman there, okay? Um, you know, your sternness and how you're being bold is by the decisions that you make at that table. Okay, whatever it is that they may judge of you, um, you know, of course, you just brush it off. If they believe that you're weak, then they're going to play the card that, oh, just stick her with that. She's going to take it. But if you are bold and if you are strong, then you are going to give them an answer that they did not expect. So when that meeting ends, uh, they may not have the answer or the 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 you know the deal that they believe 
that they would take from you because you are that woman. So my advice to other women entrepreneurs are two ways. You be bold and you be strong when you sit with other men leaders making a deal. Okay, Whatever else, gesture or whatever, brush it off because that is always going to be there no matter what. Then the second scenario is, you know, on a normal day basis when you are that CEO, when you are that boss surrounding you, um, you kid around, you be your normal self, um, and your staff would know if you're stern or if you're weak. Um, obviously, I've hired many men in my life. Um, men work for me, and, um, you know, even if, you know, you've interviewed some of or most of those men today, um, I believe they respect who I am. Um, when I say things, it's like a nail, um, you know, on the wall, you know, just one time. So that's, you know, you don't talk um, strong. You, your action uh, must proven that you are that bull and that leader that leads a company as it should. What do you think is a common mistake entrepreneurs make and what can be done about it? Well, I think one of the biggest mistakes um, entrepreneurs make, I've seen, is the ability to manage his or her finances. Fortunately with me, I've had many years on Wall Street, so finance is like a walk in the park for me. Um, but for many, many entrepreneurs, um, the strength and the weaknesses of a startup is cash flow. And managing finances is so important because one financial mistake can break a company. So um, again, uh, the basic to your question is um, cash flow, a startup, being an entrepreneur, you need to know how to juggle uh, what to spend and what not to spend. Just because you have money in the bank, um, you need to divide it out X amount of months to make sure um, you just don't see, oh, I have so much money in the bank, let's just burn it now. Once when that's done, I'm going to go find new money. That's not how you run a successful company. That's great advice. I like that. Um, what do you think the tech industry needs to do so more females will be interested? Well, personally, uh, again, um, I have both uh, a finance and a technology background. Mm -hmm. um, I personally believe that it, st it doesn't start from the tech industry, but I believe that it should start from the financial in industry. Um, there should be more female venture capitalists, VCs. I mean, let's go back and talk about Shark Tank on, on ABC, the show on ABC again. There are a total of, I believe, uh, five sharks, but sometimes there's a, a sixth shark coming in. So let's just count all six sharks. I mean, there's Mark Cuban, there's Mr. Wonderful, there's uh, Damien, uh, there's Robert. So that's four men. And the two females would be Barbara and Lori. So that's like, what, one-third, okay? So one-third on a nationalized network like Shark Tank. But I believe in the world of VC, the percentage of female VCs is much, much less than that one-third, okay? So if we boost the number 
of female VCs, okay, that would be the ultimate answer, um, you know, to uh, the tech industry having more uh, females would be interested because men VCs tend to fund other men innovators. If we have more women VCs, then more female innovators will get funded to take their inventions to new heights. That's I think you're right. No, I think you're right because um, when I think about it, we're always thinking what should the tech industry do, but if the money is where chooses what gets it's funded. The money. Yes, and people normally will fund what what they're interested in or what they like, so it makes perfect sense to me that yeah. if we had more women, we'd have more women um, being funded and, and their ideas coming to fruition. Um, what's the one thing every entrepreneur should think about before starting a new business? Well, it's funny. Um, I keep saying it's my own recipe, and I, I think it is, and I call it the myth recipe with the silent I. So it's MFF, and it stands for money, friends, family. Okay, myth. Now, what that means is you need money to fund your own invention until it is strong enough to seek outside funding. Then you would need friends and family who would literally bluntly and truthfully tell you if what you've just invented is awesome or it is should be trash, okay? Um, if your own family and friends, the close ones, um, do not believe in your own inventions, then that is already a huge problem to begin with. And I would advise for you to reconsider your uh, invention if your friends and your family does not even believe in it. That's that's my core belief is myth, MFF. Okay, is that because they would also be your first buyers, you think, the ones closest to you? Yeah, um, most definitely. And, and, you know, that leads to, you know, funding and stuff. Um, you know, uh, of course, if your family and your friends, I mean, you can ask a lot of entrepreneurs, startups, um, innovators, they tend to go to their family first to get a loan or to get investors and stuff like that. So um, you are absolutely right that if your own family and friends do not believe in you, they're not going to give you a dime. And if they don't give you a dime, who's going to give you that first dime? You Either that or you've got to have a big savings account to fund yourself, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, what advice would you give a female who wonders if she should try entrepreneurship? Well, um, what I would ask her is why spend time wondering, okay? Just do it because I would advise her is don't be afraid to fail. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they're wondering if they should try or not because why? Because they're afraid to fail. But for me, I would say, no, don't be afraid to fail. What you should be afraid is not to try something that you believe in. See, 
I think twisted. Okay. I mean, most people said, no, I shouldn't go to, I shouldn't become an entrepreneur because why? The answer would be, oh, because I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I'm going to, I'm afraid I'm going to lose all this money. Um, but when you ask me, if I have that idea that I believe this is going to be a hit, um, failing, I don't care about failing. I, I would be afraid to not try for it and take that all the way up. So that's my advice for a female who wonders if they should try entrepreneur or not. Don't wonder. Just do it. I love that. Is that a Nike slogan? <laughs> just do it. I it is. I, stole, I think I stole Nike slogan. Just I do think, it. I think so, but it's wonderful. Yes. <laughs> um, what gets you through the difficult days and what inspires you? Wow. Difficult days, again, are many, 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 many. Um, you know, for simplexity-wise, I mean, I live very near a beach, so um, I would jog on the beach. That helps you clear a lot of things. I mean, jogging on the beach alone is actually better for me. Um, you know, you don't have that surrounding of saying, you know, Jenny, you should do that, or Jenny, you shouldn't do that. Jenny, why, why do you do this? You know, all these things are clogging up. So, you know, to release that stress for me, I would jog on the beach by myself. Um, I love listening to music to release stress. A few, very few trustworthy friends around you would help a lot as well. Uh, but ultimately, um, it's just as simple as, as like you look at a, a child who just trip and fall, you know, he might cry or she might cry, but what does he or she do? Stand right back up and just continue on. Um, being an entrepreneur, being in business, being the CEO is exactly like that. Just keep on standing back up for each and every time you fall down. Um, you know, that is the ultimate lesson. What inspires me actually is the evolution of technology being disrupted. That's the ultimate thing that inspires me to move on is I love seeing technology, the evolution of technology being disrupted. That's just awesome to me. I think you're awesome. <laughs> you know, this, is, this has been wonderful talking to you. You're just so inspiring, so so awesome. I just love it. Um, um, thank you so much for you know being with us today. And how how can we learn more about Squeaky? Well, it's it's simple. I would like I would like you know everyone to just visit Squeaky.com, mm -hmm. and that's S Q E E Q E E dot com. Check out our website. Register for a free profile all of our features are free there's no charges to anything go check it out it's like a mall so don't be afraid to explore if you have any questions whatsoever send an email to info at squeaky dot us our website is a dot com but all of our email extension is a dot us so Info at squeaky.us, and we will certainly be there to help you. 
Oh, Jenny, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today.